It's the new year, which means only one thing. It's season two of the podcast. Welcome to the new season, everyone, and a happy new year to every one of you. As you know by now, my podcast, Is That What You Think?, includes a lot of conversations and also a little coaching thrown in. In each episode, I'll be talking to some amazing people, finding out about what they do, how they do it, what they think, and how they navigate life's obstacles. We'll even give you a bit of a sneak peek behind their life and their career. I'll also throw some coaching questions at my guests to really dig deep into their mind and their innermost thoughts. So, if like me, you're a people watcher when you're sat in that coffee shop, I know you're going to love this episode. So, let's get into it and let me introduce you to my guest, who I think is someone we all need in our lives, especially right now in January. It's Claire Moncrief. Welcome, Claire. Thank you so much for coming on to my podcast. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm very well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, ready for the new year. Still not keen on these dark days, but we get used to it. We just roll with it. We don't, don't we? We it's just really tough, isn't it? January, I yeah. think December. You've kind of got the, you know, the run up to Christmas and all the twinkly lights, and you know, you have all those light things. But it seems like as soon as January comes, all of that goes, and we're just left with the darkness. I know it's so sad taking everything down isn't it so depending on when you're listening to this you've either still got your decorations up till is it 12th night and six of of the month yeah and if not some people new year's day take them down (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true I like I like to leave my kind of my tree and fairy lights until kind of the the last moment because it is it is also pretty so let's get I really have got so many questions for you Claire I just I'm dying to speak to you for ages and ages so for all of our listeners can you just tell us exactly what you do so okay yeah so I'm a homeopath um for those of you who don't know homeopathy is the second biggest system of medicine in the world um so obviously it means it's you know there are millions and millions of people across the globe who use it every single day Um, In some countries, it is their primary um, medication. Um, Obviously, not so much here and in Europe, um, but there is still quite um, a big following, um, yes, in Europe and this country. Um, So basically, um, a homeopath um, practices natural medicine. Medicine that we use is um, natural and non-toxic, very gentle. Um, We go a lot more in depth, I think, than maybe perhaps a doctor would that's probably because we have more time generally as much as anything um but we're very interested in the physical symptoms but we're really interested in the mental and emotional symptoms and how your illness is what 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 makes your illness yours like what makes your headache your headache versus my headache or your hay fever versus my hay fever so we really get down into the details of um of your different illness disease or whatever you go to see a homeopath for Sounds amazing. What made you decide to to choose that career? Um, So I kind of um, sort of fell into it approximately, I would say about 16 years ago, I would say. Um, My then son, he was about three, two, three at the time. Um, He had um, a cough and he just coughed and he coughed and he coughed and he just coughed all night, bless him. Um, So neither of us were getting a lot of um, sleep. 
um, I did all the things that parents do, you know, um, went to the doctors and um, they gave us a, a blue inhaler um, and uh, that didn't work. So then we went back and then increased the blue inhaler and that still didn't work. And then we got put onto, I think it was a brown one next and, you know, went through the cycle of that one that didn't work. And, um, and then the silver one. Um, and it's a bit like um, that, that, that old saying of, um, you know, the definition of, of, of insanity is just to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And we were doing the same thing and expecting a different result and it just wasn't working. Um, and I just knew from a gut instinct, I just felt like it wasn't asthma. Um, I had nothing to base that on, no medical <laughs> degree or anything. Mum's gut feeling. Just mum gut instinct, you know, yeah. it just wasn't asthma um, for me. So I was going down food allergy routes and oh, everything, as you can imagine. Um, there was a time I decided, I think, that I thought it might be a dust allergy. And if you come around my house at the wrong time, you would open my freezer and all these stuffed toys were in the freezer where I was trying to kill off all the dust mites and changing wow. the bedding and, you know, and it's just like, it was relentless. So it's quite a long time um, of doing that. So. And then somebody at my work where I was working at the time said, have you thought about seeing a homeopath? And I was like, no, never heard of them. But at that point, sort of desperation was pretty high and I would have done anything. So, um, so yeah, so I'm talking to the homeopath and um, yeah, never looked back. Amazing. And I think sometimes, well, with quite a few clients that I actually speak to, when they look at their career journey, it's usually because they've had something impact their lives personally that's then made them change something or say actually this is no longer a priority and this is my new priority and they've stepped into a new profession a new career they've gone down a different path because something really quite personal has, has happened to them so it sounds like that's exactly exactly the same for you yeah so just Give us a bit more detail about, so kind of on, a, on an average day, what sort of things are you experiencing? What sort of treatments are you giving? What sort of issues, conditions are you helping us deal with? Sure, yeah. I feel like my practice tends to go in cycles. Um, I, I think that's probably the way it works. Uh, a couple of months ago, it, it was just all hormones. Everything was hormones. <laughs> I was seeing women before. <laughs> Menopause, perimenopause, um, endometriosis, PCOS, um, heavy periods, painful periods, missing periods, you know, frequent periods. Um, yeah, everything it's felt like was hormones, um, which was great. And that's something that I really, really love treating. Um, so that was all good. Uh, a little bit before that, I had a big flush of ADHD. Again, something I absolutely really love. Um, treating had some amazing results with that um, and at the moment it is poorly tiny children <laughs> I seem to have just loads of snotty children in practice <laughs> it's that time of year isn't it you know winter bugs it's absolutely. Winter, absolutely it's January it's cold the children are passing all sorts of nasties to each other so I'm dealing a lot with immunity at the moment and that's about that's about right for this, for this <laughs> time of year you know sort of tonsillitis, you know, recurrent chest infections, those, those kinds of things. So I think it kind of, for me, I find and another homeopath might say something completely different, but for me, I feel things come in cycles. It's all cyclical. So at the moment I absolutely expect to be seeing viruses and just not getting over viruses and immune issues. Um, you know, give it, 
you know, if we done if we done this in like April, everybody would be there for hay fever. You know, it's um, you know, it depends on kind of what's going on for people at the time. So yeah, so I usually get quite a mixed bag, but definitely dependent on the time of year, we'll definitely have that influx of you know, I don't know, eczema or hay fever or you know, immune immune stuff. Yeah. So you can kind of predict a little bit kind a little. Of into, into your business, kind of what you need to kind of... It's helpful for Instagram, definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Do you also think that things like what we hear and see on the news, social media, you're saying about hormones and perimenopause and things like that, and I know kind of Davina McCall's been a, a huge Amazing. advocate for things yeah. like that, and... Um, like you're saying about ADHD and a lot of, I know lots of things have come up recently kind of mental health and I know ITVX have been promoting lots of things like that do you see that as a as a way that brings in like these cycles if you like that you suddenly get a, a spike in inquiries of certain issues absolutely a hundred percent as you mentioned I think Davina McCall has done wonders for not only women um, in general, but um, but certainly for me, when it comes to you know raising awareness, you know we only need to go back a generation, like to our own mothers, where menopause you just didn't even talk about it. You know, you just they just bless them, they just soldiered on, um, and now we don't need to do that, and you know we shouldn't be doing that. You know, we should be having open conversations. Um, so seeing that kind of thread through into workplaces as well, you know, where those menopause symptoms are starting to be taken into consideration um in a more profound way um it certainly has helped my practice enormously because we're having those conversations um and then it's easy for me then to pick up on those threads um maybe over instagram very easy um you know to then go okay you know um you know come and see me for menopause package you know we'll get onto those hot flushes you know we can you know can help with you know the headaches or the joint pain or whatever so yeah i certainly like to I don't watch the news because uh, I don't like to. I don't like it for my own soul. But it's good to have those, um, you know, those trends and those kind of, you know, the kind of vibe that's out there and be able to pick up on that and see how I can, you know, support that person, but in a natural way. I know when I think it was about. I want to say just over a year ago, but it was probably a bit longer, that I was starting to see things on social media, Davina's things, things on the news. And I remember sitting there and thinking, hang on, I'm kind of ticking all these boxes. And so I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to give the doctors a ring. And do you know what? They were amazing. And I think like you, because they had seen a, a spike in questions, queries, appointments coming through. And my GP was great. And she said, look, I'm going to be led by you, Suzanne, because if you're saying that this is what's happening, then I'm not going to kind of say it's not. And so this is what we're going to try. So I went on HRT and it's been amazing and it's, it's really helped. Um, I have to say that some other natural um, treatments and remedies and things do also work. And I, I'm, that's why I want to speak to you really. Um, it's getting that mix of some things from the GP, some things from you, getting someone else to talk to, getting another kind of valid scientific opinion from people like you i think and you can make the information more user-friendly you can enable us to understand the science and the medicine behind it all but you also i think teach us more about 
how our body actually works and and how we do things and what's going on inside kind of to really piece that jigsaw together so selfishly i got you on the podcast to try and pick your brains for that as well <laughs> absolutely no you're right and i um i recently did a blog for someone actually and there's sort of you know i i work with women who are on hrt i work with women who absolutely never want to go on it and I work with women who want to try something natural before they go down the HRT route and obviously we have to remember there are people who cannot go on HRT due to medical reasons so it's not it's not a one-size-fits-all and um, you know I've had a lot of women in practice who said I tried it it gave me mega migraines I tried it and it just didn't work for me or I tried it and I had an awful rash or you know I've had lots and lots of stories it just doesn't suit everybody you know it's not a one-size-fits-all um, so, but then there's other women who are absolutely rocking on it, you know, are doing so well, it's a life changer and that's great. You know, we, we can still work together. We can maybe potentially, maybe they need some liver work because your liver is doing an awful lot now, now that it's got obviously, you know, a, 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 you know, a good dose of medication to sort out every day. And it might be that we just support on that level. You know, it's, um, you know, I've we are you know me and my patients i mean we're on our journey together you know we are very much on a journey shoulder to shoulder together you know i'm not sitting here going i think you should not do this or you shouldn't do that or anything i can say well you might like to think about cutting down your alcohol and your sugar intake perhaps because we know that stresses your liver out um you know i might give those sorts of things but you know i'm a realist at the end of the day um and people are all it's very difficult to work with a patient that's not on medication now you know you have to work <laughs> with it you have to you have to lean into it you know because that's that that is just that's just life and it's so nice i think that people nowadays have the choice they've got the choice of of who they speak to they've got so much more information like you said a generation before us talking to to my mum a totally different conversation to what i have with my my friends um and I think it it's so good now that people feel able to do the research because they know that they will find the information. There are more people they can talk to. There are more experts. There are obviously the internet um, for good or, or, or ill. It's, it is a resource, um, but we just seem to be able to access more people, more information, um, more remedies, whether they be um, from the GP or, or from yourself. And I think if more people, do ask the questions it will just keep being more regularly available and things will just open up to, to more people yeah that's my just hope anyway <laughs> absolutely choice is wonderful i love it when i've had a woman come to me which happened many times they come to me they're like i just want to try it before i get to hrt i tried it it works they're good you know and they're yeah. able to avoid it completely not every single person that comes in is going to be like that everyone is completely different but you know, I, I work closely with with women and if they really don't want to, and they, they're definitely lots of people are like, do you know what, if I need to, I will. And that's absolutely fine. It's your body. Everyone has autonomy over their own body. I'm going to try and do it as naturally as possible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I absolutely will. But I wouldn't be a hero. I can be a hero at the end of the day. But if I had to do something, you know, you know, then, I, I, you know, then perhaps that, that will be the path for me. But, um, you know, I'm in perimenopause. I'm doing lots of things now to you know, prevention is better than cure, hopefully. <laughs> um, so I'm doing lots of things now to try and prepare myself, you know, for um, for a really good natural menopause. Um, but, you know, but at the end of the day, everyone's journey is their journey and it's lovely just working with people at whatever level they're at um, to be able to support them. 
Absolutely. So with that in mind then, Claire, what should we all be doing, prioritizing, thinking about kind of this month, January, New Year, but it's also still a bit wintry, still cold. Like you say, Ooh. there's still all these germs and, and bugs around. What do you think we should kind of be focusing on to just keep us at our best? Oh, self-care. Yeah. And I know that's such an overused sort of banded around a bit generic um, but self-care is just so important. You know, I really do think we should be kind of living alongside the seasons, you know, so this is kind of a time to hibernate, you know, it's a time to take things a little bit more gently, a bit more slowly, you know, we've got spring just around the corner. That's a time we can be really productive and proactive and start new projects. And, um, you know, so our spring and our summer, there are real, you know, our real energy um, times and you know this is definitely a wintering and I think we should definitely be leaning into our wintering and um, you know making the most of these shorter darker days um, and definitely putting in that self-care so that by the time spring comes around you know we put a lot in the bank you know to be able to um, you know really flourish um, when, when spring arrives so yeah so lots of rest lots of R&R, &R, lots of vitamin D. We all need to be taking vitamin D. You know, we're not yeah. getting enough from the sun. <laughs> so we should, um, we should definitely be um, taking, and that will really help the immune system as well. Um, so um, I usually, I like to um, spray all of our vitamins. Um, this is, there is some evidence to suggest that the uptake is is better but there's also evidence. It depends on what site you look on on the internet, you know, but that's the way I was taught. Uh, to spray them it's just better um so things like that essential fatty acids for certain as well i'm putting a lot of those into myself magnesium especially because i'm perimenopausal that's absolutely a must every single day for me um just yeah just getting that rest and putting a lot into myself obviously i can't really talk about remedies and such because it's so in individual that's the that's the good thing about homeopathy is so in individualized you know but taking all those remedies to make sure that my immune system is um you know is at its absolute best and um, to avoid all those nasty viruses i'm seeing so much of at the moment so yeah, yeah. i'm self Self-care is the absolute top, whether that's yoga for you or walking in the woods or whatever your version of self-care is, um, putting money in the bank. Yeah, and I think it's similar with, with my clients as well, Claire. It, I think we all assume, rightly or wrongly, that we have to hit the ground running all day, every day. We have to compete against ourselves our friends our family the people that we see on instagram yeah. and we do reach burnout and i see quite a lot of people more than i i think i've ever seen who are reaching burnout or who feel that they just will break if they get one more kind of challenge thrown at them yeah. and we didn't have this kind of even 10 years ago and only now i think people are starting to realize that we cannot carry on in that way. Something has to change. And we are the only ones that can make that Absolutely. change. We are the only ones that can stop. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's quite difficult to do. And it is sometimes quite emotional to do. And it, I mean, take me, for example, I really don't like sitting still for too long. I always have to have a list on the go. I have to be doing stuff. When you say self-care, to me, that's 
going for a run, lifting weights, doing whatever. If somebody said, oh, sit down and read a book or have a bath, I'd be like, no, because I've got other things to be doing or I need to be need to be moving. And like you said, everyone's just got to find their mm. their own path, their own Absolutely. way of calming mm. the brain, calming those thoughts and giving our, our body chance to it does. relax it and is. rest. It's almost like, uh, I don't know where we've gone so wrong. You know, I don't know if we all watched mothers just never, ever sitting down or never having a break. And we've just got that learned behavior um, because it's almost like exhaustion as a status symbol. I see a lot of people for chronic fatigue um, and things like long COVID, you know, because people are exhausted, you know, and we always say, um, you know, if you don't make ta- if you don't make time for your wellness, your body will make time for your illness. You know, it will take you out so true i love that that's brilliant i might uh, use that with some more clients later this week claire thank you very much <laughs> so what so just talking about that then what kind of daily weekly habits do you have that kind of set you up for the day or at the end of the day they kind of calm your mind calm your thoughts give your give your body and brain a bit of a relax at the end of the day Absolutely. I'm very into yoga. So um, I find that that's my thing. I'm not really good at exercise and I'd like to be good at exercise. And I see myself as a runner or a weight lifting person. But when I do it, it really, I'm, I, I'm not good at it. It's, it's, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be that person, but I'm just not. Um, so um, yeah, I definitely very much like my yoga. Um, I, I'm much more of a walker, you know, the dog in the woods. Um, that is definitely my my happy place and my calm place so that gets done at least once a day if not twice a day because the dog gets walked twice a day um i i do like to listen to um things like sound baths and go to sound baths as well you know i feel like that kind of puts a little bit more you know because it's all energy homeopathy is energy medicine you know you're getting that 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 frequency that healing frequency from sound baths i feel that kind of just like brings me back up um a crochet. I don't know if that's a self-care thing or just a... It's but becoming it really popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing it. I'm a bit of a nerd, so I've been doing it way before it was popular. So that's um, <laughs> really worked out well for me. Um, so I've been doing that for a long time. Um, so, yeah, so I think with crochet, you kind of really focus um, on that one, you know, on that one project. So, and it's creative, isn't it? You know, we all should be you know, doing something where we get to um, express our more creative sides as well. Um, so I do that physically. Um, I do body brush every day to keep my lymphatic system moving. Um, like I said, I take magnesium, vitamin D and all the different things, um, you know, that I, that I need personally. Everyone's different, you know, with the homeopathy, everything that I need personally to kind of keep me, um, to keep me um, upright. Um, I'm gluten free, so I do a lot of baking as well. Bake a lot of bread. <laughs> <laughs> visions of lockdown coming back now (laughs) (laughs) exactly i make everything i don't like eating ultra processed food so um you know so i've cut as much out of that as my diet over the last couple of years so that means you're basically baking all the time um so um yeah so yeah i think that's probably i like to read love love to read that's probably about it what's your what's your book of choice what sort of genre do you like oh do you know what i got a 
I'd like to say give anything a go because I think there's just so many amazing books out there just so many and you know I just get excited at the thought of going to library you know it's uh <laughs> it's like oh great this is lovely it's like a sweet shot um I suppose probably my my favorite book I suppose I had to say of all time is probably 1984 I would say that's sort of okay. something I go back every every sort of maybe five years and read again um I love it I absolutely love that but to be fair I'll pretty much give anything a go um not really girly ones particularly but I do also love um like at the moment I've got women's bodies and women's wisdom to read and hack your hormones so there's also kind of those sorts of <laughs> those sorts of <laughs> and anything by um oh what's his name is it Tim Spector um the guy the diet yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah his books as well because it's always so interesting to uh, you know constantly learn about our gut our microbiome you know i take pro probiotics prebiotics di digestive enzymes are very much into if we get the gut right probably everything else will you know we'll kind of go from there so always trying to learn as well through reading um other people's journeys but also just the odd you know the odd fluffy book now now and again <laughs> just to balance it out a bit yeah, so um, I I love um, it's Professor Tim Spector, isn't it? I listened to his podcast. Um, so quite a few years ago now, I lost about five and a half stone. And ever since wow. then, I've been into kind of looking after myself, making the changes. I wasn't in a good place kind of mentally or physically then. And then that's kind of when I had my kind of breakthroughs, as it were. So yeah, health, mental health, physical health is has really stepped up priorities um, to me. And um, obviously, everyone listening to this can't actually see us. But behind me, I've got so these shelves here, they're mm -hmm. all my books. So I have a favourite author, Joanne Harris, and those shelves are just for her books. And these shelves on this side are my husband's books. We have <laughs> very different tastes. <laughs> and therefore, it's my office. So my books get priority. <laughs> I love that. It's just nice to have more time to read. But like I was saying to you, if yeah. somebody said sit down and read, I would always find something else to do. But yet there's that little bit of my brain that says, no, no, just sit down for 10 minutes and, and read something. So that is, I'm not going to mention that it's New Year and all things like that, but it is on my <laughs> list to, to do a little bit more, more reading and just kind of get through kind of the books that I want to um, yeah and like you there's there's always the the textbooks and the research books and the the industry ones that we we kind of delve into yes definitely okay so looking at your day-to-day -day jobs so I'm gonna kind of dig a little bit deeper can you think of if you're allowed to tell me your most kind of memorable client whatever um, reason oh that's do you know i don't this might sound a bit naff everybody is just wonderful every patient i get is on my mind or you know i think about and because the remedies are like personalities so when you're giving that you know i sometimes think about the patient i think what did i and then i remember what remedy i gave them and then oh yeah okay now i remember you know i've had some as you can imagine, some fascinating cases, um, some very interesting ones. Yeah, I'd have to be very careful <laughs> in case they listen to me. She's talking about me. Um, <laughs> I think the nicest cases for me is I'm just thinking, just popped into my mind, there was a lady um, probably about a year ago, actually, 
um, and we were doing a virtual consultation. She lives far, far away. Um, so we were chatting away and she's a really healthy lady, an old, older lady. Anyway, she just had a rash come up for no reason. Just no idea. Couldn't put it down to anything. Um, so we were chatting away about this rash, taking down the physical symptoms. But like I mentioned earlier, what we really like is the mental and the emotional symptoms. You know, what makes her rash, her rash, you know, rather than, you know, just the same as the next person's. So we were chatting away and I was like, so as hope homeopaths, we want to know when it started, because if we can find out when we can find out maybe why, and then we can treat at that point. So if we can treat at that point, we can probably, hopefully not make it come back. Um, which is better than just palliating something with some cream constantly. You know, we want to kind of get it at the point of where it happened. So um, I, I must have asked her at some stage, how, how long have you had it? And she said, um, I, don't, I think she was about like April, April time. And I was like, okay, so what was going on around, around that time? And she's like, no, nothing, absolutely nothing. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. You know, so... Um, usually something has happened, but sometimes it's hard to remember, obviously, you know, and we don't always, we're not set up in our brains to associate our physical symptoms with mental and emotional stuff happening. We're not Absolutely. conditioned that way. So we don't make those connections. <laughs> um, so we were just chatting and anyway, probably about another 20 minutes into the consultation, my then tiny puppy had decided to have a bark. Um, so I you know, apologize for the, um, you know, we've just got this puppy. Um, and, um, and she's like, oh no, you know, that's fine. I love dogs. And she was really kind about it and everything. And she wanted to know about the dog and his breed. And we we're chatting away and she said, oh, we used to have a dog. And she goes, but my dog's passed. And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, when, when did that happen? She was like, oh, it's about the end of March. And I was like, and then we both had that moment, like her light bulb moment came, which is such an honor to be in that, in that space. Yeah. You literally, she went, oh, it was the end. And I said, wow you know so you know so really i'm never really treating her for a rash you know i'm treating her for grief you know yeah that's what it is you know so we treat her for grief and that's that so um so yeah so it's more when i can apply that to any patient when you get that moment when they go oh i've had those migraines since i was made redundant or you know i've had really heavy periods since my divorce i don't know and then you're like okay here it is okay that's where we're going to go. That's where we're treating you. And then it all unfolds from there. And how amazing is it to be part of that, like you say, that light bulb moment? I love them when you can just see it on the client's face, that moment of realization and it all sort of fits together. They yeah. do, they just have that moment of awareness. And you're like, <laughs> it's just the biggest honor. And uh, yeah. And I, and I know, I'm sure that you get, you know, that all the time and just to be in that just to be in that space with them is just it's honestly it's the biggest honor it really is absolutely so that was a really lovely moment so what's the strangest request you've ever had again if you're allowed to say yeah I without think going too much detail. <laughs> I won't go into any detail no I wouldn't ever my patients their privacy is my utmost importance um, Absolutely. I think when people, um, I, there's two things where people always start, this sounds really weird, but, and then they mm -hmm. carry on for us as homeopaths, the weirder, the better, the weirder is easier. We have, um, we have what we call strange, rare and peculiar 
as a symptom. If somebody comes out with something that's strange or peculiar, that's a j- jackpot. You know, you can you're gonna mm. wrap this up quick. <laughs> you know, this is just like lovely. <laughs> so the weirder or the stranger. Um, but people are always really awkward about talking about their strange. You know, again, we're probably conditioned to be normal yeah. or you know <laughs> just to fit in, but. Actually, yeah. those really strange, rare and peculiar symptoms are like gold dust for me. Um, and then the other one, ah, oh, trans, I need to say this properly, transgenerational trauma. So when things okay. have been passed down from, mm-hmm. so when people come in and they say, I know that this problem is because of what has been passed down through my grandparents, great grandparents, parents or whatever, and I need to treat for transgenerational trauma. Yeah, that's good yeah wow i mean it it sounds like you get a whole range of of things and not just kind of the everyday which maybe that i was thinking of really with with your job you get to see a whole kind of spectrum of illnesses ailments conditions and like you say things that have been passed down to us things that have conditioned us into being a particular way or behaving um, in a particular way. Yeah, so, so if you weren't doing the job that you do now, what do you think you would be doing instead? Oh, um, well, my background is in SEND. So I have worked extensively for a long time with um, young people with um, autism um, in many, many different roles. Um, many, many different roles. And I really do like treating people on the spectrum now um, because like I've got such a heads up on, you know, sensory needs, sensory processing, you know, and all those kind of things that come along with things like autism and ADHD and so on and so forth. Um, so maybe something there. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Obviously, they're all good questions. Sorry, <laughs> just that one. Um, I don't. I really don't know. I don't think I could do something that was kind of sitting behind a desk. I think I'm a bit too much of a free spirit, um, and I like doing homeopathy in a way because it's a little bit like you have to be a little bit like Sherlock Holmes, to be honest. You know, people come in with all this stuff, and they just like, and you're just it's like a mystery, and you're just trying to constantly unsolve the problems. Is that a word, unsolve? I'm not sure. You're trying to solve the problem, you know, you're trying to see, you know, you're going down different paths and everything. So I think I'd need to do something that was kind of, you know, a little bit where it tested my, it tested my brain, but without sitting behind a desk. I don't know what that job would be. (laughs) It sounds like you're very much not the kind of nine to five routine, kind of follow a a strict procedure and it has to be done that way or it doesn't get done at all you're very much like you said a free spirit you you have the tools and the techniques and the knowledge but you work in your own way and it sounds like you offer quite like a bespoke service that you are you use kind of your training your experience your qualifications really to home in on that one particular person and you sounds like you treat them as that they are always a one-off that they are always unique and therefore you will only work with with what they're presenting you with basically yeah you've absolutely hit the nail on the head everybody is completely unique i offer everyone a free like 20 minute discovery call because obviously i want everybody to have that opportunity to talk about you know homeopathy what if they have any questions you know because it is a commitment of your time and your resources there's no doubt about that 
Um, so I want everyone to go into it with their eyes sort of wide open um, and be as informed as you know as, as as possible. But you're right, even with that call, you know, people don't talk about their transgenerational trauma in that call, or they don't talk about you know, oh, and actually, there's also X, Y, and Z, or you know, um, you know, I've had people tell me about their child abuse. You know, I've had people tell me about their rape. I've had people tell me about all sorts, all sorts of things that doesn't come up before. You know, that doesn't come yeah. up in the early stages. It comes up, uh, you know, a little bit further along. You know, or that they're in an abusive relationship or something. You know, it can be quite, it can be quite heavy. Um, you know, so but everybody is completely unique. Um, you just never know what you're gonna and I think that's probably the exciting part as well, is that every day is different. I absolutely 100% agree with you on that one. And very much I'll be presented with a client who has a particular issue, question, dilemma, or a goal they want to work on, but then only when you ask them all the questions, you find out lots more about them, you actually can see a different perspective, you get them to see a different perspective, and then other bits of information comes through, which they probably didn't think was relevant, they probably hadn't even thought of until you started asking them. Yeah. And then you kind of can piece it all together. And then suddenly, it all becomes vital information. And it helps form what will be the solution and I guess that's that's similar to to what you experience as well yeah absolutely I think some I mean some people will feed back and say oh it's kind of like a counseling session but not a counseling session because obviously I'm not giving any advice I'm absolutely not but you know we do talk you know with home health you have to go deep that's why I want people to be informed because this is not you know this is <laughs> sometimes I get the odd husband being sent by their wife you know I've got to come because you know because she's told me you know and it's not that we can't work of course we can work together um you know I've just got to meet you at your place but there are some questions like if you're gonna you know like I said earlier if your migraine started when you experience a grief we're gonna have to talk about that you know, that's going to have to come out. Um, you know, we talk a lot about fears. It's really good for me to talk about, you know, to uh, every every patient I ever see, I'll always ask them what their fears are. It will give me an idea of what your type is. Everyone's got something different. So it, it, it helps me to get to the place where I need to go. So it's not a, it's not light. It's not light. <laughs> it's quite deep. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it's having to build that relationship, get that rapport with your with your clients um, in order to make them feel safe and heard and understood. And then hopefully it means that you can have a better conversation. You can ask more personal questions. You can get more information. And it's all because you want to give them the best possible solution that's going to have the best effect or result for them. Absolutely. I mean, whatever they've come in for, you know, my, my, obviously my, my aim, my goal, uh, and my intention is for us to work on that. So you, you don't have it anymore, you know, wh whatever that is, you know. So if somebody was to say, I really want to get into that profession that, that you hold, what advice would you give somebody? Um, I would say, um, go to university, obviously, in the first instance, get your degree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make sure you're credible. Um, I would say um, sit in with homeopaths if you can, if they allow you to, so you can get a feel for, you know, what, what it's going to be like. Um, I think also, I, I, I don't know if you feel this way, I think it's really important. Um, what I think I found quite 
the most difficult thing is obviously not being self-employed but not having like a marketing degree and not having a accountancy you know like head on <laughs> learning all those different roles as well you know I honestly thought oh I know I'll go and be a homeopath and then I'll just like open up and because I love it so much people will naturally you know no it's really hard <laughs> you know it's uh, yeah. you know, being self-employed um being your own boss um and having all those different hats is um yeah it's really tough and I've learned an awful lot of lessons um along the way um and that's the stuff they don't teach you at uni um you know you just get the you know the anatomy and the physiology pathophysiology your remedies and you know bits and pieces but practice building um and you know socials and um, networking and all those things you know it's a whole skill set within itself um so i would definitely recommend somebody see if they can get some um experience of those things prior that would be you know massively uh, beneficial for them um, yeah. yeah, other than that, yeah, go to uni, see if you can get practical experience and then just start, just start off with, um, you know, treating yourself, treating your family, um, treating your friends, you know, maybe offering, um, you know, student, you know, massive student discount just so, you know, people will come to you just so you're just covering, you know, your remedies and maybe, you know, just a little bit of your time just to get as much practice, you know, if the dog starts to limp, treat the dog, you know, like, just treat everything everybody um you know you sit in, I'm, I'm sure you hear it all the time you'll, you'll be sitting with a friend in a coffee shop and they'll say oh do you know what i've got this patch of eczema come up you know treat it treat everything you can because that is the only way to learn about all these remedies because there are so many there are thousands but the more experience you have of them you're going to be ready for when your you know your real patients your paying patients start coming in Absolutely. And you could even get a coach as well, because I hear that there are yes. some quite good ones around. <laughs> I was literally about to say that, get a coach. Um, I would definitely get a coach, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, we are We are amazing. So I'm just going to shine my halo on that one for just for a little bit. <laughs> so in your wealth of experience, Claire, what, everything that you've learned, what kind of tips, tricks, life hacks, can we take from you to maybe help our days go a little bit better a little bit smoother a little bit easier see a homeopath absolutely <laughs> would be my first one definitely yeah <laughs> and just do you know what just do the things that bring you joy like if there's something in life that you you know like if it's running or you know just do more of that just literally you know with we, we, we spend so much time at work, don't we, or doing things that we have to do, the dross, I call it, the dross of life, the washing machine mm -hmm. and the, you know, the dishwasher and everything. And, you know, just try and find the joy, <laughs> small amounts of joy wherever you can. I practice gratitude, which I think has just been, for me personally, quite a game changer. Um, okay. I find if I practice gratitude um, consistently, um, I absolutely have a more positive um outlook on life i'm exceptionally grateful for everything that i have um and the life that i live um so yeah so i definitely do that i think the yoga for me you know whatever joy whatever brings you personally joy do that and see a homeopath <laughs> absolutely wise words indeed um and speaking of that what's what do you think the best piece of advice that you've received that anybody's given to you whatever in my life yeah, or anything, related. anything that you can think of 
Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I'm so sorry. You have to edit that bit out. I have no idea. <laughs> No, that's absolutely fine. So I remember um, I used to really, really stress about everything and anything and lots of things that I had no control over, but I always thought that I could do everything and that I was really stubborn, really competitive, and I could do anything. And I remember just, um, it was a, a lecturer and she just came over to me and just whispered, don't sweat the small stuff just let it let it just be let it do what it wants you'll manage you'll get through it the day always ends a new day always starts and i think that made me just stop take a breath and just go yeah actually i'm going to use my energy for things that i know i can actually do something about and and things that are actually worthwhile me getting stressed or about or putting the time and the effort and the energy into um, and that's something that's really, really stayed with me that now something will happen on the life's little challenges that kind of just appears. And I just I do a little bit of self-coaching, obviously, but yes. there are times when I can hear myself kind of go into autopilot and going, do you know what? I'm just going to leave that one there for a minute. I'll just, I'll come back to it tomorrow or it's not worth my time today. I'll deal with it another day. And I go and write it down and I go back to it when I'm feeling bit more capable to to deal with it at the time or when that time comes I think yeah actually it's something else has happened and mm -hmm. I now don't need to to bother with it and that's when I kind of get my little smug moment and go ah, didn't get stressed about that <laughs> and I think it's that mindset isn't it it's just just realizing what absolutely. you want to get involved in yeah absolutely actually there is actually you saying that has reminded me of a lecturer um, at university and he said we see things as we are, not as they are. And I thought, yeah, you know, we do, because I think it took me, I think I was very late to the party. It took me till I was quite old, I think, to sort of think we don't all think the same, you know, two people can look at, um, you know, the same situation and take something completely different away from it. Um, and, um, and that has really stayed with me actually. And sometimes, you know, cause I can be, I can be very sensitive, I think, you have to be in the profession that I'm in. Um, and I mm -hmm. see it as a, a, an absolute superpower. Um, but obviously, like anything, I think things like sensitivity, you know, you've got a flip side of the same coin, you know, there's like two, two, two sides of the coin. In some ways, it works well for you because it gives me lots of empathy and so on. But on the other side, it can make, mean that I can overreact to a situation. Um, whereas someone will be, oh, no, well, that's, you know, they were fine. They were fine. I was like, no, they weren't fine. They weren't fine, you know. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I think that that was a great phrase for me to remind myself that actually maybe am I looking at this right? Am I being oversensitive? Is there something different to take away from this than what I than what my brain is um, feeding back to me? Yeah, so the brain is conditioned that we view the world through our own perceptions and our own assumptions and our own values. And there are some people that don't hold the same values as us as, as highly as us, nor do they see things the, the way that we do. So we sometimes gravitate towards certain people because they are more aligned with our way of thinking. And we might not necessarily want to talk to some people because we just feel that what they believe is important isn't right for us. And yeah, the, the brain very much is 
coloured in a particular way based on what we've seen, what we've experienced and, and how we felt about stuff. Um, so let's just get a little bit creative if I can. In 10 years time, you get into my wonderful spaceship and we whiz you off 10 years into the future. Where are you? What are you doing? What's around you? Um, 10 years time. So mm, maybe living abroad. Okay. Anywhere in particular? Jamaica. Very nice. Yeah. Living in Jamaica. Um, being a homeopath, um, obviously in Jamaica, but also virtually, um, as well, that would be, that would be really nice. Um, but yes, just doing more of this because it's what I love and it makes, it's my soul's work, you know, to, um, to practice natural medicine. So definitely more of this. Um, some homeopaths go, you know, into lecturing and um, supervision and things like that. Maybe, maybe. Um, I need to put my imposter syndrome to one side to get to that place, <laughs> sure. Um, but definitely um, doing more of this. Um, it would be lovely to work in a place, if I was in this country, where there are, um, it's just one building with lots of different um natural therapies within under the one banner if that makes sense i would love to create that i'd love to create a place where you know you'd have your i don't know your cranial osteopath there and like a hub i think that's what i'm trying to say like a massive shopping center for your mind and body isn't yes it? yes exactly suzanne exactly Where's health hub <laughs> a wellness hub i'd like to create a wellness hub where people can come <laughs> And it would just always smell of like lavender and geranium. So it's, it's going to just smell gorgeous. And you're just going to have everything there that you could possibly need. So, you know, if you've got some, I don't know, some back issues or, you know, joints or pain or hay fever, eczema or whatever, whatever your thing is, we're going to be able to support you in the best way um, in the hub, the wellness hub. So I've even come up with a title just talking to you. Brilliant. There is a little bit of my coaching brain that's now going, right, ask her all these questions. And now is not the time <laughs> to ask them. I would ask you things that's like, another podcast. Well, let's get into the imposter syndrome and what's stopping you? And why Why do you think that you're not working on it? And why do you think you're not going to be good enough for it? But I just won't, won't go there right now anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> going back to the idea of kind of living in Jamaica, kind of that kind of holiday mode, it kind of leads me on to a question that I ask all my guests. What three things would you take to a desert island? Oh, can I have something like a, a, a speedboat so I can get off of it or is that cheating? No, you can absolutely have that. Because I'd just, yeah, if I was there on my own, I'd obviously, I'd really miss my family and uh, I'd, so I'd want to knit back. <laughs> go, and, go and see everybody. You wouldn't take them with you? Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Um, definitely a book uh, that would be uh, at the top of the, um, of, of the list or maybe a Kindle would be better because I could download lots of books. I need to think about this. I should have, I should have, I should have thought about this before because obviously this is I'm one of the, I need time <laughs> to think about that. So maybe, yeah, perhaps a Kindle and obviously I think, assuming that there's electricity, but I need many books um, to take away from me. I would take away my remedies, of course, because then if I fall or cut myself or, you know, have dental pain, whatever, whatever situation, I'm going to have a remedy for it. So 
my big box of homeopathic remedies would absolutely come with me. Um, and hmm, well, the speedboat was, was, was also there, wasn't it? So speedboat remedies and a book. Perfect. I love asking that question because I just love seeing everyone's faces light up when they're like, Oh, I'm not <laughs> sure. And then the little ideas that they get and kind of where they pick the ideas from and what ideas they get kind of tells me a lot about you. So I'm very interested in that one. Aww. So again, on that, on that theme of kind of your brain and, and how it works, if you could steal one thing, not get in trouble, you wouldn't be arrested. Nothing would ever bad, nothing bad would happen to you. If you could steal one thing, what would it be? Um, my mind would, it just goes like, I would, if I could steal something, I'd perhaps steal someone's confidence like, from them and give it to them <laughs> instead. Like, does it have to be tangible? Do I need to think about something tangible? This is just my question to you. I would definitely, yeah, steal some personality traits that I admire in other people and give them to myself instead. I'm really having to kind of curb my coaching questions. Yeah, it's that kind of thing that obviously, so just basically that, that just tells me just a little bit, like you've mentioned things about kind of imposter syndrome, confidence and, and things like that. And from what I see and hear and all the reviews and things that I, I see and hear of you. Um, yes, you might think that of you, but all the evidence, so all the truth and all the fact tells me the opposite. It tells me you are very much a can-do person. You are an expert. You have the tools, the tricks, the, the mindset, the capability, um, to do it you have the personality you can just tell your your face lights up when you when you talk about your oh, career and your job and your experience so i would just maybe just challenge that little voice that comes in and says oh you can't do this or you're not worth doing that or don't even think about the the wellness hub because you'll never get to it because i have a feeling you could from all the other things that i've read and and how you and i have chatted and, and things like that I have a lot of evidence that would, would suggest otherwise. So to kind of stop my brain thinking of those things, <laughs> another favorite question of mine. So if you'll allow me to in indulge in this, what's your most favorite, but weirdest sandwich filling? Oh, mm. I, I honestly love banana sandwiches growing up. I mean, they're just brilliant. And I still think about them occasionally now. Um, <laughs> you know, we like really thick butter. We're definitely a more butter, more better household, you know, so thick butter. Oh, awful white bread. But, you know, it's like dirtbag bread, you know, like awful <laughs> white bread. Terrible. I've never eaten anything like that. When you squidge it, it just stays oh, really just, thin. And yeah, just, yeah, you squidge nothing, it in. And nothing it natural in it at all. No, and it lasts for far, far too long. <laughs> you know, you still go back like two weeks later and it's fine. You know, it's just, that that is not okay. Um, so I used to have a lot of banana sandwiches growing up. Um, now, I suppose if I was, I don't know, I'm not pretty classic, really. I mean, don't eat a lot of sandwiches, don't eat gluten. Um, but um, maybe if I was out and I was going to choose one, I might sort of like have and cranberry or something is that boring 
No, I would I'd go for that one. I mean, I have had some suggestions in the past that have kind of made me feel a little bit queasy, <laughs> but I am I'm all for yours. So absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Um okay, so let's let's just ask um just just one more question. So again, thinking about not just your your job, your career, but just you as Claire, the human being, not the roles that you play or, or anything like that, the responsibilities that you have, what kind of phrase or quote or little bit of advice do you say often to yourself? Um, well, I have a phrase for the year to try and keep Ooh. myself on track. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I might roll it over to 20. Um, sorry, roll it over from last year now into this year, um, okay. because um, I didn't do very well with it. Um, but basically, it's um, don't burn yourself trying to keep others warm. And that's because my boundaries are shocking, shocking boundaries, you know, so I tend to, yeah, hard to say no to things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people you know. pleaser. Uh, mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, I'm just nodding at me, just going, yep, yeah, yep, got all it. of that, all of that stuff right here. So, you know, I, I can't, yeah, so the phrase of it, and I have, you know, so every time I find myself maybe applying to an email out of hours or people texting me on a Saturday morning, oh, I've got a UTI, I need some help, you know, like I have to remember, there's this, you know, stop burning yourself to keep them warm, you know, so that's something that I have told myself many times during 2023 and will probably continue with me in 2024 until I've got to a good place with my boundaries um, <laughs> and I can set it aside and work on the next challenge yeah oh no that's I think that that's good I think we all need to be mindful of our, our boundaries and um, the expectations that have that people have of us and also the part that we play in that in the what yes. messages we we send out and things like Absolutely. that i'm such an enabler i really am yeah i know like even with my kind of out of office for, for for over christmas it said that i was out of the office until a particular date and i did say i would check my emails regularly but i didn't commit to how often i would do it or what days i would do it or what day i would go back to somebody and i think you wouldn't go into certain businesses expecting a, a particular response so I think we, we do need to be more respectful of ourselves and the kind of the role we play. So yeah, I think you should definitely have that for, for 2024, have it for, for this year, definitely. Claire, you have been absolutely amazing. I really want so many more podcasts with you because there are so many more questions that I really want to, to ask you. Um, thank you so much for, thank for letting you. me Thank you to everyone who's listened to Claire and myself and please follow the show, leave a review, follow me on social media and if you have any subjects or questions that you would like me to include on a future episode, please email me at coaching at suzannebryden.co.uk and I cannot wait for you to join me next time for another wander through the human mind, its thoughts and how we achieve success. Claire, I will see you very, very soon. And everybody that's listening, I will see you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. And you take care too, Claire. Thanks. Bye now.